Greetings everyone, and welcome back to our Standing Watch program. This world is corrupt, and this includes the United States of America. We will show you today how corrupt it is, and what is the solution for ending this corruption, which we are being confronted with all over the place, just about on a daily basis. I'd like to begin with an article by Judge Andrew Napolitano, which he wrote on February 16. America today epitomizes a culture of death. At home, America is at war with itself. The government permits the slaughter of babies in the womb and teaches babies in government classrooms how to change genders. And America is at war abroad. The federal government has sent cash and military hardware worth $100 billion to Ukraine. The President and the Senate want to send another $61 billion. The government glorifies violence, constant wars, an annual defense budget larger than the next dozen countries combined, the adulation of the military, the encouragement and financing of abortions. The government has banned God in the classroom and on the football field, banished him from the public square and public buildings, and ignored his commands when it writes laws and unleashes violence. Government is the negation of liberty. As Ronald Reagan argued, government is not the solution to our problems, government is the problem. Take Thomas Jefferson seriously, who said, When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. And this is true in respect with human governments. That is why we need God's righteous government here on earth. And it will be established when Jesus Christ returns. You see, our legal system is corrupt, beyond repair. The case, this recent quote-unquote fraud case against Trump in New York State, is just one prime example. Daily Mail wrote on February 16, Donald Trump and his family business have been fined a devastating $364 million for allegedly, I added the word allegedly, inflating property prices. Judge Arthur Engoron also bans a former president from serving as a director of a company in the state for three years. And he also defined his two sons for millions of dollars and, of course, the organization. Engoron's appraisal, just to give one example, of the Marolago property was ridiculously low, was totally false. And every objective appraiser confirms this, which means that his findings, that his judgment, were wrong for that reason alone. The article goes on to say, Tom complained about the unfairness of the judgment. Of course he would. The justice system in New York State and America as a whole is under assault, he said, and of course it is. And again, we should all be able to see that very clearly. In fact, 
in this case at hand, there were no losses, no damages, no detrimental reliance, and no victims. The case was brought under a statute which has never been used in such scenarios, and in its application, it made the whole thing blatantly unconstitutional. You see, tort law requires harm. We are talking about a duty to the plaintiff, a breach, causation or detrimental reliance, and damages. Now, this has been the law in the United States of America for over 600 years. None of that existed here. Banks didn't sue. They did not claim harm. They had no losses. They did not rely detrimentally on Trump's representations. In fact, they told the court that they independently evaluated the assets and were satisfied with Trump's valuations by rejecting established legal principles. This case has done much harm to the rule of law. As Judge Napolitano wrote, and he continued, the government enacted a statute that permitted to claim harm where none existed, and then steal from a wealthy entity, and a judge sworn to uphold the Constitution let the government get away with it. And I like to add, he didn't only let them go away with it, he participated intentionally and willfully in this scam, which was allowed by a crooked system. Newsmax wrote on February 16, former acting U.S. Attorney General Matthew Whittaker criticized New York Judge Arthur Engelron's ruling, stating it is a, and I quote, ridiculous judgment by a ridiculous judge. This judge decided the case, he went on to say, on the paper filings and didn't even take any witnesses or evidence or challenging any of the evidence that was presented by Letitia James, the Attorney General of New York. This judge violated many rules and trial procedures, he said. Now, let me ask you, how can a judge like this be allowed to preside over a case like this? His prejudice has been blatantly obvious. He should have been disqualified from the outset. Or, as a reasonable and ethical judge, he should have recused himself. He didn't do so so he could render blatantly wrong, as Whittaker said, ridiculous decisions. And the same is true for the prosecutor, Attorney General Letitia James. I mean, she made it very clear that she was out there to get Trump. That was her goal. And they worked together very, quote-unquote, successfully to accomplish that goal. She should have been recusing herself, or she should not have been allowed to even bring that case in the first place. And let me just say that the judge already made the decision of liability before there was any jury. The jury only was asked to decide insofar as the amount of damages was concerned. And the judge was overturned four times on appeal already. The New York Post wrote on February 17, 
The monstrous fine alone raises serious concerns, said George Washington University law professor Johnson Turley. Enough, he said, to potentially send the case to the United States Supreme Court. The glaring disconnect between $355 million in fines plus fees and zero dollars in actual damages raises obvious concerns over grossly excessive awards. Turley said, in extreme cases, it can be a violation of due process under the federal constitution. It should be clear to anyone that definitely there was a violation here of due process throughout the procedure. But before any other court can review Engoron's decision, the article says, Trump will have to pay hundreds of millions of dollars before he's even allowed to appeal. Engoron's ruling slapped a 9% interest charge on top of Trump's fine, which will accrue daily until it's paid. And Trump will have to collect the manifest. He has just 30 days to come up with the cash or to find a surety company to guarantee it for him, using some of his properties as collateral. And here comes a clincher of that decision. No bank that does business in New York is permitted to lend to the former president under the terms of Engoron's ruling. By imposing an astronomical award, Engoron made it difficult to even appeal the decision, Turley said, calling it one of the most insidious aspects of the ruling. This award should shock the conscience of any objective jurist, he said. Now, the attempt to destroy Trump through this blatantly political and appalling decision should be obvious, in my opinion, to any objective observer. But I've read articles by quote-unquote jurists trying to defend this indefensible judgment. The only goal of judge and prosecutor in the New York State case was to get rid of Trump as a challenger to Biden. It was reported that Trump owes another $87,500 in interest per day. This is outrageous. This is entirely illegal. And in addition, Democrats want him to go to jail for the rest of his life. And that reminds you, should remind you, of the situation in Russia. Now, of course, the whole debacle and disaster and the unbelievable conduct by Putin and his monstrous activities will be the subject of another Standing Watch program. But the parallel to Russia and to this autocrat, Vladimir Putin, who in all likelihood is demonically inspired, if not possessed, should also be obvious to anyone who understands the Bible. But I'd like to go on with this situation right now. New York City and New York State have become corrupt beyond repair. It has been compared with a quote-unquote legal banana republic. Now, this is true not just for New York State. It is also true for many other states in the United States and not just in the United States. 
But will New York City become a ghost town pretty soon? Because people will obviously have to leave New York State, won't be willing to do business there based on this ridiculous precedence which was set, and others don't want to come in, for sure. Truckers who support Trump, and they say 95% of the American truckers support Trump, they have said they will not drive into New York City to bring loads there or to go to New York City to pick up loads there. That's my question. Is New York City becoming a ghost town pretty soon? Who in his right mind would even want to do business in New York City? Now let me say it again. It is time that Jesus Christ comes back to this earth and to end man's ungodly misrule and man's corrupt governments and institutions. Now, the good news is this will happen very, very soon. How can I say this? We have prepared two free booklets. One is called How Can We Know That Christ's Return Is Near? How can you know that? And the second one, When and How Will Christ Return? You can ask for these free booklets without any obligation. I would recommend you do so. You can read it online, but it's better to have hard copies so you can mark them up. And I thank you for your attention. And I am Norbert Link for a program which hopefully has been enlightened you somewhat and has shown you how corrupt this world really is. Until next time, this is Norbert Link for the Standing Watch program.